Hello folks, how are you going? Welcome to another episode of Daughter Talks. This is the podcast where I prepare myself for the big questions, the questions, the life-affirming, changing, shaping questions that my little baby daughter, darling Aoife Daisy Jacobs, will ask me at some stage in her life, and fair enough, so she should. Today we're asking the question, or we're supposing, and if Aoife, if you are listening, which of course you are, it's a good question, thank you for asking it. You today are asking, how do you have fun? How do you have fun, Dad? Dad, how do you have fun? Now when she's old enough to ask this question, she might have a legitimate reason for doing so, because the way things are going, in my estimation, People are going to need lessons and how to have fun. We're going to be end up being in a depressed state. And I think part of it is because we watch too much television. But that's a story for another time. We're always measuring ourselves relative to other people. It's just ridiculous. Television just heightens that. It exaggerates it beyond what is already... We're already predisposed to do the grass is never greener folks on the other side whilst you're standing on your side looking at the grass growing the other side the grass the green grass is growing around your feet and the fence doesn't exist <laughs> about that what do you about that one the fence literally does not exist it's in your head alright anyway how to have fun this is not as difficult to solve as it might appear to be. I think most people, when you say, well, how do you have fun? They talk about leisure time activities. A lot of people sit on the couch, they watch TV, or they play games, or whatever it might be. Essentially, they're putting themselves in a situation where they're, being, they're going to be comparing themselves to what I like to call statusments. Those exaggeration, exaggerated examples of perfection that exist in our society, which social media does a fantastic job of exaggerating, that become normalised actually over time. So we are becoming more and more familiar at looking at perfection because we want to fix it in place we want some accepted notion of what it is and then we can all aspire to be it that's evolution it's survival it's a survivalist mindset in a hive uh, space in a hive operation You have to remember, when people get together in large numbers, they become more predictable. The more numbers there are, the more predictable they become, and the more susceptible they are to, to move as one, so to speak. Well, see, there's a flock of birds all the time. A flock of birds move sometimes, and we've all seen the YouTube, we've all seen the YouTube viral videos of the, of the little blackbirds all swaying around in the sky like some majestic wave 
And we think, oh, how beautiful. Nature is so beautiful. No. That's them trying to survive. They're trying to survive. Those birds are trying to survive. And they all take their turns moving from outside to in. Very like the school of fish. Very much like that. That's really more or less it's happening in those situations. I suppose it's a little bit more complicated than that. Birds operate relative to a few handful of principles that cause all sorts of unique patterns to emerge. So it's just similar to human beings, really. We're only composed of one or two core, three core operating programs that the combination of those programs makes you know, very unique and sometimes extraordinary things happen. Remember, folks, there's nothing new under the sun except for you. (sighs) That's right. So how to have fun. Firstly, don't compare yourself to others. So get off the social media, get off the television, and get off the games. You, You will lose the game. It will happen. And you'll kick yourself. Skills are good to develop. Skills are important. It's very hard to divorce yourself from ego. It's interesting listening to Michael, Mike Tyson speaking not so long ago. I came across him on YouTube. I suppose this interview is quite old, I guess. But he was talking about training and he doesn't train anymore he gets on the treadmill and does some work treadmill work but he doesn't actually train as such anymore part of the reason why that is is because you know as soon as he starts to believe again that he is better than everyone else he feels that his ego shall be be become the beast it possibly once was and he didn't like what that beast uh, he didn't like how that beast behaved let's put it that way interesting now I'm not suggesting that you are quite so strident but I tell you what you know actually doing archery getting yourself a bow getting yourself an arrow going to the target range wherever it is and firing a bunch of arrows at the target is a lot more enjoyable and better for you than sitting at home doing exactly the same thing with a handful of buttons in your hand and on a computer screen It doesn't have to be you against a million other people around the world. It can just be you against you. You are only as good as the people, as, as you, as you yourself, as you feel you need to be, relative to your purposes in life. Same with golf. You don't have to be with anyone. Sure, it's you know at the end of the day. You are, you can look, you can compare your score to everyone else's. But you're just beating 
a previous attempt you made to get around the course in the fewest number of holes possible. You're competing against yourself. Alright, don't compete against others. When it comes to being competitive, beat yourself first. Be better than you. Be better than you are. First. As a, in, in terms of where that places you relative to everyone else, well, that will present itself in due course. So I'm on my way to having uh, nine, I want to have single figure body fat percentage. That's, that's my very basic goal. And I'm, very, I'm slowly on my way there, doing it healthily, without over, overdoing the exercise, without denying myself anything in my diet, necessarily, with the exception of some instrumental omissions, such as sugar, sugar. That's one thing I'll say. One key to having fun is no sugar, which is weird because we associate sugar with parties and fairy floss and having fun, don't we? But sugar really messes with your emotion, your hormones, makes you emotional in weird ways. Sugar is really, really bad for you in its refined form. And of course, sugar exists in small degrees and everything, mostly exception of sardines and spinach I don't know anyway my point is this be natural the other key to to being happy is liking you liking yourself and I suppose when I think about my little modest goal of being, of getting towards a single figures with my body fat percentage, then that's, you know, that's a sensible goal for me. I've never been an overweight person and I've always been close to a kind of 9%, you know, at times without really trying too hard. So I feel that it's, you know, it's a reasonable goal. But if I was to go below that, then I am getting into the range where an elite athlete would would likely be. And I'm certainly no elite athlete, though I will have to <coughs> be quite active, excuse me, that was a sneeze, in order to get myself to that. I can't be sedentary. I can't just be like, I'm just going to eat spinach all day, every day, because I like food, I want to eat stuff, I like eggs and avocados and cheese and nuts, and I like all those things, and I eat them all day. I'm not denying myself anything, that's for sure. But it means I do have to do some exercise. Incidentally, those of you who are interested, which may be one or two, clearly Aoife Daisy Jacobs is interested. Thank you for listening, sweetheart. I do a lot of gymnast stuff, you know, uh, static contraction 
rings suspending myself from the ceiling. They've all got names, these specific movements. Uh, and they're Google a bull. I would start by just writing gymnast exercise, men, or something like that, and it'll just come up. In fact, they rate the difficulty of the different exercises. And you can uh, more or less move through, master the exercises in, this, in a certain sequence, which then uh, will give you the strength you need to do the complicated exercises. So it's they've obviously, it's a, it's a well-established form of strength building. Say any more. But I do a lot of static contraction stuff, holding things for 10 seconds, you know, that sort of thing. I'm not, not a big fan of the whole, let's rep it out. Reps, rep. I don't believe in it. I used to, but not anymore. Anyway, that's just incidental. And also, it is very satisfying too. It's, it's, I guess and that's where I'm getting to with my how to be happy. Happiness it doesn't really exist. It's not real. Oh, are you happy? It's like telling a kid, grow up. It doesn't make any sense to them. It's just silly. It's like, be happy, or are you happy? It's like, I don't know, am I? Human beings don't do happy very well, and there's a good reason for it. It's because we're constantly in a, we are default to a protective state in our brains constantly because we need to protect ourselves. That's the reason why we're at the top of the food chain is because we have been very good at constantly being in a sort of protective mode. We need to relax those defences so that our brain can go into a growth mode. And that's where the rationalising that's now associated with the conscious version of the Homo sapien, which modern man is uh, purported to be, and for the most part that's consistent across the population, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, just jokes. Just jokes. Anyway. Since we do have the ability to rationalise, we can then we can now say to ourselves, you know what? We can use our brains for something other than being constantly uh, preparing ourselves to run away from saber-toothed tigers. And what our brain seeks is the same sort of occupancy, the same sort of the same sort of uh, cons- consuming activity. And instead of it being like a fear response, it becomes a adventure response, which is creative. You create. And it's be very satisfying. So whatever you're involved in, there's got to be some sort of tangible outcome. And that's another key to happiness. So first of all, don't put yourself in competition. If you wanna if you wanna be happy, don't attach to it this need to be better than everyone else. You can be better than yourself, that's fine. You're better than everyone else. That is something else. That is, I would suggest to you, that's you playing with the, with the chess pieces of evolution, which is satisfying in its own right, but it's not necessarily happiness. You know what I mean? All right. 
So happiness is you with a sense of content that doesn't have to be associated with the activity or uh, implications of anyone else. It's a a solo thing. It's It's a thing you do for you, so to speak. All right. Don't put yourself in competition with anyone else. Involve yourself in some activity that has a tangible outcome. And unfortunately, social media, posting, and obsessive YouTubing without there being any uh, measurable benefit for anyone outside of them being mildly titillated, possibly, is a big... Nothing. It's there's there's no there's nothing to come of it. There's no substance in it. By my estimation. Give yourself something that has an outcome, a tangible outcome, that's some sort of uh, manifestation that is present in the world. It's not just made of zeros and ones. Hmm. that is action putting yourself in the position where you're going to say well look I wrote all those words down physically on a piece of paper and look there they are now there they are you've created something tangible Hmm. alright so that's the other key to satisfaction moving on from using the term happy anymore And fun, how to have fun. Fun is about satisfaction. Satisfaction means that you're not competing with other people. It means that you are giving yourself the word of action. There is something coming out of your your intent that has a physical presence in the world. And the other thing is to smile. Smile. Stand up straight, put a bit of pep in your step. All these little physical tricks that are associated with happiness. Having a little bit of a, doing a bit of eyebrow exercise because eyebrows are funny. Eyebrows do a lot in terms of having fun. People who walk around all day with a forced smile, with a fake smile. In other words, they force themselves to adopt a smile. Scientifically, I do do recall. I forget exactly where this is stated. But it'd be for someone to Google. Scientifically, are happier. Yes, there is a weird sort of bio feedback loop that's happening whereby the physical things that you choose to adopt habitudes as they say attitudes to do with your thought habitudes are to do with your habits your habitat your your physicality your habitudes 
affect the state of your brain. They affect your endocrine system and your hormones and they make you happy, happier. So put a smile on your face. Say hello to someone in a rosy, sun's lighting up your day sort of way and you are already doing yourself a favour without having to think about any other ingredients of happiness or fun. Smile! And have some, you know, it leads to enthusiasm. That's what it leads to. And that was the big thing I wanted to say today. I wanted to mention the biofeedback. That if you're physical presence and interaction with the world involves your body being put in positive and healthy postures whether it's the expression on your face or standing up a bit straighter or being a little bit more open with your body language whatever it might be all those things are great for others because they look at you and they go, that guy's happy. But it's also, I suggest to you, very good for you. In fact, I know that it's very good for you. It is very healthy thing for you to do. For yourself. All right. As always, I would like to say, Aoife Daisy Jacobs, I love you.